Are we done? That time we're done. Are we sure? Okay. <laughs> Hi, Kaki, and welcome to episode 29 of Schlockernaut, where we travel to the edge of the cinematic universe to watch and discuss all kinds of films, including Christmas time cult gems from Finland that will put even the coldest of hearts into the warm spirit of winter solstice. You can check out C52.com for previous episodes and links to support the podcast. I'm Doc. I'm here with my cranky Krampus, Steve. Hey, buddy. Emphasis on puss. And oh. now, on to the show. Emphasis on cranky. <laughs> no shit. Dude, how great is it to finally be back? So it's only we... been like a week. We had like a little Christmas, uh, I guess a Christmas break, which we didn't intend to have. Forced upon us, right? A forced Christmas break. Yeah, this episode was going to be out like before New Year's, and uh, we had like the flu. I think I posted on Twitter that it swept through this place like me at a buffet. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, I did keep a, a cut of what the last show sounded like, and this was basically... We, we tried. <laughs> yeah. We did try, did we not? We got all the way to the fake sponsor, and uh, it fell apart quick at that point. So give us a little sample of what this episode would have sounded like if we had just gone through with it. <coughs> <coughs> and that was during show. <laughs> so rough, dude. <laughs> sound like a lunger. I still have a, a lingering cough. Uh, I still sound a little bit like a lunger, but I'm going to keep pushing on through, and I'm going to have uh, a lot of use of the mute button today. So I got a funny story about that, dude. I was taking that cut just to make fun of you, right? The cough cut. Yeah. And I'm down here on the audio software, and I'm cutting it. And Michael comes running downstairs, and he's like, "Dad, are you playing Overwatch?" And I was like, "No, I'm doing my show." And he's like, "Oh, I thought I heard Roadhog." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> So I went and took a cut of what Roadhog sounds like if you play Overwatch and it's this. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the video game Overwatch. So he thought oh he thought I was playing the game because of your cough. <laughs> That's great. Of yeah. all the uh, people. I mean, here I am thinking I sound like Tom Bosley. Um, no. <laughs> that is not the case. I sound like an overweight uh, Road Warrior-esque. Type character. Oh, it was good stuff. So, but this time, you, so I, I figure this is so, we uh, spent so much time working towards this show, this is either going to be the very best show we've ever done or the very worst show we've ever done. We got that to look forward to, right? I, I'm thinking <laughs> it's going to be fair to Midland because we're still like getting back in the swing of things. Uh, we got some really great stuff. I, dude, I'm really looking forward to the new year. Um, I think we're really going to stretch our, our comfort zones. We're going to get outside of our happy spaces it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back in, this, in the chair and recording some stuff with you. Me too, buddy. All right. Fake sponsor it up. Uh, you want to go? Sure. This episode of Schlockernaut is sponsored by Finland's record for having the most heavy metal bands per capita. Did is you know real? that? Is that real? Yes. Nice. I did not. That's they have a... 54 heavy metal bands per 100,000 inhabitants. Gosh. So they're rocking in Finland, huh? They <laughs> sure are. All right. I'm sure Aaron would appreciate that too. He probably knows all of those bands. All right, mine is uh, "Kids with Guns." What can possibly go wrong? No, nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. And, and it didn't. It was actually pretty good. Oh, yeah, actually good. <laughs> I mean, surprising, shocking. You know, I think if you just, it, it's, I'm gonna throw this out there. Uh, if you take away the mystique of them and instruct them on how to handle them properly, I think a lot of times. Uh, they don't do anything dangerous with them. Yeah, it's right? not taboo anymore, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. kids used to have to have it to protect themselves and to hunt Hunts and everything and, else, but yeah, right. whatever. Wait, did we, did we even tell them what movie we're doing? 
crap, no. Well, let's hit that real quick, and then I'll give us a spoiler warning. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing a 2010's Rare Export, which is a, uh, it's called Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, which I believe is a fine finished flick that any genre fan can really get behind. You know what I mean? Super good movie. It's quick. It's to the point. Uh, it's fun. Four minutes. It's streaming on Shutter. You can rent it on the PlayStation Network, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. Um, I think the tagline for this movie is "This Christmas, everyone will believe in Santa Claus." Um, my DVD actually had a copy of um, "Santa Claus Conquers the Martians" uh, with the actual movie itself. So nice. Double double score on that one. So. Well, a bunch of the guys, uh, my uh, the friends, have watched this because they had a uh, time. You know, we had a little break in the show, and not one person didn't like it. Everybody that's seen it said, "Dude, that was a good one." Uh, it's it's a winner. It is totally. All right, spoiler warning. Spoiler. Let's, let's get it, it going. All right, so I'm going to butcher every single one of these names, man, because I don't know. Something about the Finnish language just stumbles. I stumble upon it every time. I don't know why. So it's directed by Jalmari Helander. Uh, I think the only thing you may know that he's directed is Big Game, the movie with Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. I've seen that, yeah. Have you seen it? Yep. Did you realize it has uh, Oni uh, Tamiya, who, the, the kid who played P- Piatari? He was in that movie as well. No, I, so he must have been grown at the time, or is he still? Was it around I, the same time? No idea. As I've never seen Big Game, okay. so I'll have to look back. And also, rare, uh, uh, Big Game also had Ray Stevenson, which is our kind of like our schlock yeah. degrees of separation. That's right, dude. So then uh, it was starring Ani Tamia, which he played Piatari. I think is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, and I st- I don't know if you want to do this like I did, but in my notes I gave him like Americanized versions, like that was Pete because I I couldn't. Pete, sure, yeah, yeah. Pier Piratari. Yep. Uh, Jorma Tomia played Rauno. Yep. He was also in Big Game. Uh, also, fun fact: he is the actual father of uh, Piatari. Right. Yep. The young boy. Um, could you imagine, though, man, how fun that would be to film a movie with your son? And they had that uh, chemistry. I could definitely tell. Uh, I didn't know that they were related until I did the research. But during the movie, the way he handles the kid, like he pushes him sometimes on his shoulder. Like something I would do to my kid that I wouldn't do to your kid, right? Like if I'm trying to get right. him out of the door, I'd you grab gotta, his arm. you got to know and have a good relationship right. with that kid before you just— I noticed that in the movie that uh, chemistry worked really well for them. Absolutely. Uh, you had Tommy Corpella played Imo, I think is how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, Rauno Juvonen played this name screwed me up the entire time even writing it down Piperinen yeah I just put Pip Piperinen I called him Pip if you want to do that wow now I did stumble upon something that I thought was a weird issue on uh, IMDB and I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on it uh there were some IMDb posts that complained about the lack of women in this movie Uh, I wrote that down ah damn All right. I have a piece on that later. Do you uh, feel this is an issue? Are we going to talk about it later? Yes, we are. Okay. It will be revisited. All right. So, you ready to get into this? Are you, are you broadcasting from a haunted house? I'm hearing like some cool, <laughs> scary, creaking noises in the background. <laughs> that's, that's what, God, I have I got fart chair. Oh, you got the bad chair? Is that what oh, it is? Oh. Play, play, some, uh, play some coffin while I get right back to you. You got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, I'm back. There we go. All right. It was spooky, though. It was pretty creepy. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Reporting live. Oh, no, I've got a cat up here. This is great. Oh, and I got my parents' dog over here, so this has the makings to be a great show. <laughs> Lots of ear candy for you people. Yeah. So, uh, this movie opens up. It says it's uh, like 24 days till Christmas. You kind of have a like a cluttered office, um, and then some miner, which I don't think I ever got his name. We'll just say the miner, the yeah. dirty miner, uh, claims that he's drilled thirteen hundred feet into the ground, and they finally found something unique. Right, it was sawdust, was it? Sawdust, right? right? And this is so, in English. This part of the movie's in uh, spoken in English, which is weird because they go from Finnish to English back and forth. For really, I don't even know the purpose. But I think in, in Finland and Sweden and those countries, like the majority of the people do speak English fluently. So maybe it's to them it's normal for the, the switch around. Split back and forth, right. yeah, just go between the two languages. Which is weird to me. And I, I used to always ask Hov and Danny this when we were kids. Uh, I wonder if when they dream, do they dream in English or Spanish? Because they're bilingual. And I, I don't think either of them could ever tell me. I remember thinking like, but like, is it, they said, I don't know. I dream in like pictures, the, the, like the, this language doesn't, doesn't, matter, make, doesn't yeah. matter, doesn't make sense once you wake up. So I'm curious to people that are very fluent in different languages, which they dream in. Sign language? I mean, you think like, are they... Because I have a friend who speaks English, uh, Spanish, and he's fluent in sign language as well. So like, what would he do? You need to ask him. We need to, we need to get to the bottom of this mystery. I'll figure it out. I'll talk to him this weekend then. That's how we'll deep I was as, as, as a child, bro. I'm talking like 13 years old. That's how deep of a thinker I was. Wow, that is Spanish <laughs> Yeah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it was nice to hear them say, I don't know, though. You know, like, I don't know. Just dreaming. Shut that up. That was probably just their way of just telling you to stop yeah, talking. Just give me a G.I. Joe's and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a creepy fella explains that the mountain that they were drilling into is like a giant icebox, right? And they uh, use the, the sawdust to store the ice, whatever's in the ice, so that it wouldn't melt. Right? right. Yeah. And he tells them he wants them to drill deeper because they're onto something big. They they're they're going in the right direction. They've hit the packing uh, material basically on, on the package, right? He does not tell the miner uh, what they're looking for at this point, but he gives them the safety instructions, which I thought was really neat because uh, the the instructions now are basically like for children, like there's to be no drinking, no smoke smoking, uh, I think no cursing, no cursing, right, right. You have to wash behind your ears. <laughs> Just anything that's, I guess, generally regarded as naughty behavior is, is off limits at the camp now. Right. On site. Uh, and then, of course, you have two nosy kids, which are Pitari, and I forget the other kid's name. Amo, was it? A was that Amo? I think so. So they're uh, spying on the dig site, um, which, dude, just seeing... The tiny little kids and the huge vistas that that stand behind them. What a gorgeous place for them to film. Right. This was beautiful. Beautiful. Vacation. Yeah, and you feel uh, that cold, right? I mean, it is crunching ice cold. It is free. It dude, looks great. The, the, the scenes later on where the little kids in his underwear, like going outside to the slaughterhouse. I'm just like that kid's out of his mind. Yeah, and and now the, and to set it up too, the dig site's actually in Russia. It's the kids have crossed. Have cut a hole in a fence and crossed over the Russia. border. And now, is it in Russia? Or are they just Russians there 
digging in. No, I, I took that as in Russia because I, I I was thinking like, dude, is Finland that close to Russia? I had to look that up, and it's just it's, it is. It's just it shares a border. Um, I always think of like Sweden and Finland being so much more west of Russia, but no, it's it's right there. I think they were crossing the border into the the Russian um, dig site. I think. Well, they definitely do not like uh, the Russians in this movie. So. Right. But the one guy almost sounds like he's German when he talks. Yeah, I caught that too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He didn't sound yeah. too Russian. But anyway, uh, they actually see when sample 98, I think, is plucked from the earth, which is just a huge ice block. So now they know they're in the right spot. Right. And so that at that point, creepy guy who's in charge of the entire dig uh, gives a really rousing speech to the fellows, which doesn't seem to motivate them at all. Yeah, I don't even. I was thinking, do they even speak his language? Because he got zero reaction from his. I know, like talk. there was no like a cough, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're just getting paid. Just, just do, Nothing. just do yeah, your work. Like, he talks about it's a sacred grave uh, of an enormous burial mound. Uh, he claims he wants to rob the grave. Um, but I don't know, man. Yeah, that one was. I think that was more for. Uh, so that the kids could hear what was going on, some exposition, you know? Probably, you know, um, which I'm going to say, um, this is really weird because I don't think he ever mentions Santa Claus at all, does he? Or does no. he say Santa Claus? No, not at this point. I think the kid started thinking that based on like the footprints in the sand and the reading that he does later, I think. Dude, no. So as soon as that happens, as soon as the boys hear the speech, they start arguing about if Santa Claus is alive or dead. Right. Which, that is the only issue I have with this movie, is uh, the kids are way too smart for their own good. See, I have a different issue. I only have one also, and I'll, I'll tell you when mine comes up. He, uh, these kids, especially Pietari, uh, they figure it out really, really fast. And I think it's obviously for sake of brevity to get the movie going. But, I mean, literally, they start talking about, is Santa Claus alive or dead? Um, and then... Pietari goes home and starts immediately researching Krampus and Santa Claus. And, and the Krampus in this movie is, and I wasn't really too familiar with Krampus before I saw this, but I guess, uh, on the flip side of the coin, uh, Santa Claus rewards good children, right? Right. And Krampus, uh, punishes Punishes the bad kids. Right. Right. Which I don't know, uh, which side of the coin I like better. Come on, man. You gotta like Santa. Santa's the coolest. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, like, we've all done this, right? Like, hey, you know, if you don't, if you don't uh, act nice, Santa won't show up this year. Which, yeah. which works better? Like, hey, man, you know, if you don't keep it together, Krampus is gonna torture your ass and put you in a bag. And take <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I should try that and get better results. <laughs> take you to his. Uh, I don't even know where Krampus lives, but he's gonna take you there. and He's gonna torture the shit out of you. Yeah, he's gonna shove so a hot you better, poker up your butt. You better stop pulling your sister's hair. Yeah, I'm gonna try next year and see if he responds better to that one. Because <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he's scared of the elf at all. The elf on the shelf he could give a shit about. So. <laughs> you know something I do like though, Doc, is uh, the mechanic of of people looking through old drawings and books and movies. Uh, I always wonder if they're real. Like if you ever see someone looking up, like he was looking up the old uh, Santa, but if you, in movies yep. where they're looking up some old like satanic rituals and they'll have a Dude, cool picture of a witch. what an extensive library for such a uh, uh, reclusive area. Right. That <laughs> no, that's, that's true. That's true. But I just like looking, I like thinking, are those real pictures that they dug up off the internet or are these, did they draw them specifically for this movie? Cause I just, I like the way those old photo, the old drawings look in those books. So. Well, I bet I mean, you some you of them. It, if the director has a vision, what's easier for him to like 
search high and low for these particular pictures that match his vision or just pay an artist hey man i'll give you some money just draw know. these up and here's what i want i could see it either way i could see him just hey do me a google image search on on krampus and get me three or four black and whites or you know i don't know i could see it either way and i'm curious how they make that work you know but you notice so like dude he just overheard that speech where that guy did never mention santa claus i don't believe and now he's pouring over uh volume voluminous uh uh pieces of text and right, right. you know the, he's got the encyclopedia encyclopedia britannica of like christmas uh um uh, traditions right. and he's he's got all this stuff going on because he's figuring it out now and it's not even santa claus it's krampus yeah i you know what that part didn't bother me uh for some reason it didn't even occur to me really well i did not like that it's the only thing uh at this point too dad who is um what was his name again uh rauno 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 yeah He's making a pit, basically like a, uh, a punchy pit, a large pit. Punchy steaks, with steaks yeah. in it. Dude, and I got to say, that, that machete was the dopest. I got to get that, whatever it is. I looked it up. I tried to find a name for it. Uh, the, only, the closest I could find was called a sickle curved machete, but it was uh, awesome. Like, I saw that, and I'm like, I need that for my wall in my office, uh, quick style, you know. It, it, and I, can I just say that making one of those, uh, I probably would fall into it by myself by accident after as soon as I was done with it. Like I would be crawling out of it and I would just stumble backwards and kill myself. Oh, I, I would cut my arm off trying to use the machete, dude. I am <laughs> no tools, no power tools are allowed around this this joint, dude. <laughs> dude, let me tell you, every single dude in this movie is the manliest man ever. Ah, that was my next note. The manliest shit ever. Yeah, cool. I'll wait dude, it. these <laughs> guys awesome. are just gruff. And even like all of uh, Rauno's friends were just like biker dudes, just hard as nails, hard as nails. So um, he's hanging a pig head over this um, uh, basically uh, punji trap pit, which punji trap. And you're kind of like wondering, like, what's he prepared for? And then just to cue, they throw in the, the howl of a wolf. So now we know what he's defending against. Right, they're they're trying to capture the wolves or kill the wolves so that the wolves well, don't kill just, the reindeer. The wolves are going to come in and start ruining their their uh, their herds of reindeer and whatnot. Right, and that's how so they eat and make money. House. Right. So at this point, Piatari wakes up the next day um, and spots uh, footprints on the roof of the house, and they're not animal per se; they're actually bare footprints. Right. In the which, snow. Yeah. Not only would it be creepy. But to think that there's a dude out there with no shoes on on your roof right next to your window would just freak me the hell out. Double creep for sure. Because, dude, it's cold. Yep. There is no, I mean, like, literally, there. I would think, like, uh, frostbite within seconds. Yeah, this is no bullshit snow machine movie. This movie's filmed in the the dead winter cold of that, of that place. Yeah. I'm getting, go, you know, chill bumps just thinking about it. It, yeah. was, it was appropriately cold, cold it down. I, I love anything shot on location, man. You get that realism, and I, it puts me that much more in the movie when you get that. So at this point, he decides to go out to the slaughterhouse to kind of tell Dad um, basically what he saw out on the roof, in which I, I thought there were some really nice little nods here because when he goes out to speak to his dad, his dad is just butchering the shit out of a pig. Um, which I couldn't really tell if he was doing it right. It looked like he was doing a lot of hacking and chopping. Not a lot of finance on that pig. Could have been for, uh, you know, for the sake of the movie. Uh, but um, 
Biotari refuses to open his eyes to see it. Right, and the dad even tells him, I'm working, close your eyes. And that that butcher shop he had was like 10 times nicer than the house they lived in, right? Like the house was kind of Yeah, a, a dude, the house is kind of clunky. The butcher of course, you know, huge. that's his area where he works. Obviously, there's no there's no mother figure. I don't I think they do uh explain later that she has died. Right. Um but I mean, it kind of goes to show you the slaughterhouse where he's comfortable with is going to be nicer than the place where, you know, Technically, maybe mother would take care of, right? It, right, and it's also showing a little innocence on the kid's part, right? His dad didn't want him seeing. He he doesn't like seeing the pig getting slaughtered. Um, he still uh, got that innocence to him, you know. Yeah, and this absolutely. is this is where I wrote down that that dad is manly as shit, man. I'm like, dude, a punji trap. A he's butchering a pig. He's buff as shit. He's got like his sleeves cut out. Um, he's got a cool beard. He looked. But he a, also has, but he also has a uh, a heart. He's telling. He doesn't want his kid. If his kid doesn't want to see that. He's going to tell him, let him know, so he doesn't have to look at You know at what? Him. I didn't take it that way. I thought the dad was kind of rough on him, and I took it as more like um, he knew the kid. I didn't think that he really liked that the kid was was um, squeamish, but he knew that he was, so he was um, yeah, giving so him that Yeah, so he shows he got know? a little hard. He could have yeah. just, you know, ha, I made you watch. Yeah. But he told him, hey, I, I'm working here, man. I thought the dad looked a little bit like uh, uh, Garrett Dillahunt, the actor, um, with a beard. Who? Garrett what? Dillahunt. Uh, the dad from... Uh, dang it. He's in Deadwood. He's two characters in Deadwood. And he, what's that? Oh, is that the guy Raising from, Hope? Um, Raising Hope? I think the comedy series. Is that the guy from Daryl and my other brother Daryl? No, no. I'll send you a picture of the guy later. But I, I'm sure he's a well-known actor. I'm sure people know what I'm talking about. Garrett, he looked a little like that guy with the beard. He's a well-known actor that yeah. you don't. <laughs> that I that no one knows but me. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, hey. Hey, hey, everybody. Come on in. Hey, uh, who's that? You get a package? Who knows? Is it for me? Thanks for ruining the show, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Always something. So uh, at this point, Rauno and Piatari, they head out for, I guess, what they're calling the big roundup. They're going to grab all their, their herd of deer, reindeer, right? Right. And uh, they first pull up to the large pen, uh, which is revealed. It's like a huge fenced-in area, and it's revealed to be fortified with like an electrical fence. Right. And I'm pretty sure um, we're going to be seeing this later. But I also really enjoy movie embellishments whenever you, you reveal that something's electrified, right? You've got to have it when it's turned on, like sparks fly out everywhere. Yeah, like Frankenstein's monster, like the, the equipment in the Frankenstein monster uh, dungeon. Every time, like, hey, uh, this is uh, my new electrical refrigerator. You turn it on, you know, shit flies out of the bag, sparks fly out everywhere. Like Tesla coils on everything, right? Everywhere. <laughs> Because, I mean, as soon as he turns that fence on, it sounds like uh, somebody shot a rocket launcher. And then, because um, it's always like, you know, you just don't turn it on. Like, in re- reality, it would just go yeah. like, click. And when and when you see an electric fence of that magnitude, is there any doubt in your mind that you will be seeing that again in the movie? Oh, dude, there's, there has it's to like, be. There's no it's point another to character. Have it. Yeah, the there's character. no point to have it if you're not going to use it. That's the way I looked at that. So anyway, I guess what they're saying is it's, that's to protect the herd from the wolves as well, right? Right. I took it as they round up these reindeer and they use it half or some for food to sustain themselves and they sell also to a, for, for, as their income. So it's a very important part of this, this little community's um, welfare, right? So they're expecting at the big roundup to, to be just an enormous herd of reindeers and they get like two little scrawny, skinny reindeer come walking in. So it's a huge disappointment to them. And that's when they kind of start to realize that something is really going wrong here. Yeah. Right. Besides that kid's mullet, there's something else that's really wrong. With and the picture. fact that he's smoking cigarettes at like age 10. Dude. So 
I'm growing a mullet, man. I'm going to keep my voice down because Lynn's upstairs. But uh, I, 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 are we talking about a top secret? secret this mullet? is just just between us, uh, me, and I think I'm going to because I cut Michael's hair too. I think I'm going to keep growing my hair and cutting the sides a little by little and see how long it takes before she notices that we have mullets. So, uh, so what is today? January something? Early January. Let's start the clock, right? <laughs> okay. Can I say this though? Yeah. Um, I, I I totally get that. You're growing your own mullet, but why would you do that to your son? Maybe I should. You're right. Maybe I should have pity on. You know, he can't decide on his own. That's something. I think a mullet should be a choice that you make on your own. You, you shouldn't be forced upon you. How about how about I leave him a little rat tail? No, it's <laughs> <That's even worse. laughs> You know, as a kick-ass mullet, it's Ryan T, dude. Ryan T is rocking that thing. Yeah, dude. I wish I could pull it off. I so, cannot. In in so honor of just... Ryan, I will be growing mine as well. I can't wait to see it. Now, are we talking like Billy Ray Cyrus uh, type mullet, or are you talking like a little bit more business casual? No, no. I'm thinking I'm going to take them clippers, because I usually cut my own hair anyway. I'm going to take them clippers and just run them up the sides and nothing else. I'm not going to f- even try to blend it in. I'm not going to mess with Can the top. Can you do me a favor? Can you <laughs> no. do the steps? Can you do the step shaves on the side? Once she notices, I'll do the steps and take a picture for you. Okay. Right, so let's see. T- mark down rare exports, and we'll see how many shows we get in before I have to cut my hair. Can we post that to Twitter too when it happens? Yes, we will. Eventually. Twitter and Facebook, yeah. You know, I, right, haven't, cool. I haven't cut my hair since Aaron gave me that cool hat. So I'm, I'm it's getting long. Now I know why Aaron likes the hat so much. Because right. <laughs> I'm continuously making fun of it. He's like, no, 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 man, that hat is rad. It's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't think we're looking at the same hat. I don't think that's, I don't know what's happening here. Why do you like it? And now I realize because he gave it to you. I was I was wearing it on, on Christmas and I saw Ty and uh, he said, "Is someone about to shoot you out of a cannon or something?" <laughs> That's what he told me about the hat. <laughs> Jerks. All right. It's either like you're, you're going to be shot out of a cannon, or you're going to be flying like a little helicopter in uh, Mad Max, like the gyro captain, right? <laughs> All right. Sorry for that. All right. So anyway, uh, they they kind of go out to check to see what's happened, and they find the largest herd of deer corpses. They are just decimated. And, dude, I watched the behind the scenes, and I think those were real animals. Was the pig real, too? I meant to ask you that with the butcher scene. Was that a real pig? I don't pig? know. I didn't see that, but I, they showed, like, a, a large, like, wheelbarrow filled with corpses of wow. deers, and they were talking about how bad it stunk oh. and about how bad, like, it would stink later. So if they were fake, not only did they look really great, but they were lying about the stench. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I don't know. I mean, it could be one elaborate ruse, but... Uh, I think those may have been real corpses. It looked good enough that we're questioning it. We can say that, right? Yeah. Right. So at this point, the Atari, the little boy, uh, pulls it, picks up one of the corpses uh, of the deer, and he sees again human footprints. Yep, the same same type of footprints at the that was at the house. And automatically, he knows it's Saint Nick. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> you don't see any problem with that jump in logic no no I, I understand what you're saying but it didn't bother me in the movie i was i was still ha- um you know it didn't, it didn't take me out of it yeah it didn't bother me okay cool so um Frowno, uh decides that uh it's the russians that did this to the to the uh the herd their their money basically yeah so he decided to break into the mining operation to demand payment for the lost livestock well what, what, what do you 
right? What he thinks is that the Russians, um, that the wolves came through because of the hole in the fence from the Russians. Uh, because the know, wolves blasting. didn't know where to go, right? All the blasting and stuff, right. the wolves were kind of thrown off kilter. From the excavation. Uh, still, I don't know any animal, uh, especially wolves, that would just decimate. That, that's like a human being does. The animals don't do that. Right, yeah. Where they just kill an entire herd of an animal for no reason. Right. It, what this sets up, though, is that hole in the fence was actually caused by his kid and his kid's friend, not the Russians. But they're, they're mad about the Russians. And, uh, right. But they also want payment, what, like $85,000 yeah, or something they think or, they're owed? 80 or 85 grand per, per reindeer. So it, plus VAT, plus V. No, no, no. It was not 85 grand per reindeer. Oh, you're right. Total, total, total. You're right. You're right. Plus VAT, which I, I looked that up. Did you check it out? I was going to ask you because I figured you would. Yeah. What is VAT? That is uh, called a value-added tax, also known as goods and services tax, which we don't have in the U.S. Ours is basically sales tax. We pay tax on something when we buy it. But in other places, sometimes they collect tax during each stage of production of a material. So like once once this certain part of the thing has been produced and it moves to the second stage, you pay a, a percentage of that called the VAT, the VAT tax. So Wow. No idea. There you go. Fun stuff. Yeah. Learning. Can I just say that Rauno and all his friends look like barroom brawlers? Uh, yeah, and and I was thinking too, like if if you're gonna break the law and cross into a you know Russian territory, make sure you have your armed kids with you. That's that's the, definitely the way to go, right? <laughs> We're about to break the law. Come on, kids, and get your guns. <laughs> get your guns. Uh, they burst in that camp, dude. Um, and again, people, 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 pip, old pip. <laughs> Pip. We're just going to say Pip. Because I think literally his name is P-I-I-P-A-R-I-N-E-N. Yep. That's exactly right. I so Pip uh, fires up a light rig outside. Um, and another great cliche, when he fires up the light, literally, uh, in real life, it would sound like this. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you turn on a light in real life, that's what it sounds like. But in this movie, when you turn on the light, it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You get the big, like, the Inception sound. <laughs> Which I like. Yeah, you know, cool. yeah. Bring some uh, drama. Yeah. Uh, and the the light is basically showing how large this hole is they've been digging in. Right, and he drops a flare down the hole, and I think that is a great mechanic uh, to show depth in movies. I love when they people use drop all that. all the alien movies. Yeah. They use- I love it. That's a huge chasm, man. Yep. I love it. So, yeah, he drops this flare down, and you just watch that light descending and descending and descending, and it just, it, it's great. I love the, that. That's awesome. So, after that, they're back at home. <laughs> yeah. There's real, they just like, what the hell have they done here? Yep. Hmm. yep. Let's go. Uh, Piatari armors up. He's got his hockey gear on now. He's got his helmet. Uh, he tries to tell his friend, the mullet kid, to do the same. Um I love this line in this movie. He says the Coca-Cola Santa is a hoax. Yep. Coca-Cola Santa. It's nice. Because, I mean, I, I think this kid's get, got it all figured out already, which is way early. But anyway. Did you check, out, did you check his butt armor out? No. You didn't? No. Dude, he had a little piece of cardboard taped over his butt <laughs> for his armor. <laughs> which I'm, I'm going to give I him. Hope you, I hope you. <laughs> I hope when you listen to this, you realize just how awful that sounds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and, and say it was for spankings. <laughs> but it, it definitely looked weird. 
Can I say that those uh, those pictures that he was looking through of Santa punishing kids would have made Billy blush? Right. Well, it, that's the thing. That's why I say it was spankings. There was pictures in their kids getting spanked, but he d- he definitely wrapped a piece of like a you know like in jail, like he'd wrap some you know a phone book around your, <laughs> your chest or something. He had a piece of cardboard wrapped around his butt with a string. He <laughs> <laughs> you knows somebody's in for a whooping. It's so funny, dude. Yeah. Billy comes comes in punishment, <laughs> punish. <laughs> Uh, I thought the backstory of the Sammy tribe, I think, capturing him and Ice and burying him was kind of a cool little nice piece of exposition. I liked it, too. Singular backstory. Yep. Um, but I'm not really sure how he figured that out, but no one else has. Yeah, He yeah. knows. This this like 10-year-old. How old is that kid? Eight, nine? I'd say under 10, yeah. Yeah, he figures it out, but nobody else does. I mean, he's he's young enough that he's the only one in the movie that really believes in Santa, right? Like, even his, his friend, who's a couple years older than him, is past that age, you know? Right. I don't know, though. I'd, I'd kind of want to stop believing in him, too, if that's the kind of shit he's going to do. Yeah, if you're going to have jerk-off Santa, dude, don't... I mean, he's going to be rude <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought this was a really nice little piece of... Uh, to build the characters, because, again, we've talked about it. If you don't like the characters, you know, they mean nothing, Right. right? Uh, that heartwarming moment where they're they're sitting down to to the ruined dinner, right? The g- gingerbread dinner, yeah, yeah. They they I guess Dad screwed up dinner again, and so he just basically they eat gingerbread cookies, which uh, they look really gross. Yeah, they look dry as hell. And I think th- I think that set up perfectly though the fact that like the dad is having to do a job that that he not only doesn't want to do, but he's not good at, and the kid is, and he's doing his best, but he's frustrated, right? Like he's not yeah. a homemaker. He's not when they talk about dinner. the mom passing and stuff, he tears right. up a little bit. I mean, you're starting to, I mean, dude, you, you're getting invested in the characters because you care about what's going to happen right. to them later. Right. The dad's real tough on the kid. He's a real manly man, and and he's not uh, he's not giving the kid that that motherly love for sure. You know. Right. No, it's tough love. Yep. But it shows he does have some heart, though. Right. He does genuinely care about right. the kid. He's trying. Right. So it goes to the uh, hangar uh, where the weather is frightful. It's starting to like snow really hard to get a, a torrential snow downpour coming around um and then i guess the miner his name's mr green tries to explain to the creepy guy that the cargo still has a pulse they've taken it from the earth but it's still alive right and he seems kind of confused about what to do with it because he's telling him like you know send it to me and he's like i i don't know what you really i don't know how to do that because this thing's alive right doesn't know what to do with it Right. He, he reminds him, though, he has to follow the safety instructions. Um, and, of course, the, he does not do that. And all of his men suddenly disappear as their empty helmets drop and fall to the ground. Right. You don't see what's happening. It's all done off screen, but you know something bad's happened. Which, dude, I, I wasn't mad at him about it. Normally, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah. we didn't get to see that. But I think this lit to the movie well. I agree. It built the suspense, and it wasn't. Uh, I I usually don't like it either, but in this case, it flowed right along. I had no issue. It wasn't gratuitous. I think uh, with the fantastical element of what we're talking about, I think it would have taken us out of it a little bit. It would also ruin the reveal, the two big reveals later in the movie. So I think it was fine. True, yeah. absolutely. So then, uh, flash, uh, fast forward. Uh, it's now Christmas Day. Uh, Rauno has burnt the roast again. Yeah. Uh, and could you imagine how depressing that is that like literally you can't go to a grocery store and just buy another one. That was their meal for the day. And wasn't, wasn't that Christmas Eve day though? It wasn't Christmas yet. It wasn't the night before. I think it said Christmas day. 
Okay, I took this as the day before, but it, I don't know that it matters. Okay, maybe it is Christmas Eve, but it, it, I thought it said like December 25th. Well, because he remember he wasn't opening the door, and it was the twenty fourth. He stapled it, and and the the big doors had a twenty four on them. I thought this was all the twenty fourth, and that was the the setup. So maybe it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. Either way, yeah. uh, the roast is done, uh, and Rauno begins to start the fireplace to to warm the house up. Obviously, uh, and we get a nice little jump scare because Pietari has placed a bear trap. Right. <laughs> An enormous bear trap inside the fireplace, and it almost kills his own dad. Right, he's doing some. Um, what's the other Chris or the movie with the kid? Uh, Home, Alone. Home Alone. He's doing some Home Alone traps for Santa, but on a much, much bigger, deadlier scale. More violent and uh, deadlier, and, scale. Pr- and pretty jerky to not warn your dad too when he's. When he's yeah, uh, like hey, uh, just so you know, tomorrow when you're setting up the fireplace to keep us warm. Yeah, so you don't, don't die. get your arms cut. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. Then Piatari goes out and sees that in the pit, um, the booby trap bait is gone. And I thought the buildup of when they were approaching the pit is really quite nice. I agree. Because they didn't just like, oh, what's in there? Oh, it's this. I mean, he really crept up slow. They built that tension up. And it's revealed, not to Piatari, but to his dad, uh, they caught a human. Right. The, the, the pig's head was gone off the tractor. I think he sees it when he's out peeing, like the kid's out peeing outside. Yeah. And uh, like you said, they creep up. Not only that, they, they go get their guns and everything. Like they do it like how a real person would do it, not, not a movie. Because you don't know, you know what's in that. Could be a wolf. It could still be alive and still be right. dangerous. Right. Yeah. Uh, so dad is kind of having a hard time figuring out what to do. They munch on a breakfast of gingerbreads. Mm-hmm. Um, and dad has to go handle the mess. And his, his buddy, Pip, Shows up dressed as Santa Claus. Right. He was going to be Santa again for the kid, which they had talked about earlier that um, he still believes in Santa and didn't even realize it was the neighbor in a Santa suit type deal. Right. So uh, Pete Piatari, of course, he's being nosy and he spots his dad and Pip uh, dragging a body bag to the slaughterhouse, (laughs) which where did they get the body bag from? Oh, good, good. Oh, wasn't it Santa sack that Santa had the, the, the sack? Is that did? what it was? I think it was, yeah. They just threw him in the sack. I, think. I thought it looked kind of like a body bag, but what I know. Um, but then they, they start doing some digging through the, the guy's property. Uh, the dead fella has a passport, and he looks a lot like Santa. <laughs> right? I, did, I thought he looked nothing like the passport. But <laughs> no, no, no. He does have a passport. He looks in real life like Santa Claus. But he doesn't look like the picture because right, he looks right. – the guy isn't even 60 in the picture in the passport. So what do you, what do you think they're trying to imply that, that, that those are the belongings of some of the people on the site that See, were working in the mine? I had the same question because I'm thinking if I looked at that picture on the passport and looked at the guy in the table, that is obviously not the same guy. I didn't understand if they were just going along with it or thought he robbed the guy or – I didn't understand. I don't know why they introduced that because they could have probably left that out. I think so. Uh, I didn't know if maybe that was him, but he's aged so much because of who he is. Yeah, maybe. Because we we can't even reveal right yet what's going on because we don't want to ruin that. Um, People have already seen it, probably know. But anyway, I think he was. That was something from the site. He stole that from one of the miners. Well, he definitely stole it, but I don't know if they thought it was the. It seemed to me like they thought it was the real person, and that's what threw me off. And I, I didn't. I didn't understand why. And you know, there could have been a little bit lost in translation on this too. This is subtitled at this point. And I mean, we, we've seen it already when we watched uh, Iron Fingers of Death. 
what they dubbed and what they typed were like completely different at certain points of the movie. I'm sure it's two different companies hired. So we might've lost a little bit based on what they translated there. Well, um, all I know is this, they decide to, to fix the problem by dismembering his body, by cutting him up, right? (laughs) They're in a butcher's place. So again, we've talked about this. I know your answer would be no, uh, but that dude was a true homie, and I know you probably would have just left me hanging. I'd have been like, call the cops on Doc. He's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Kill guy. Kill Actually, um, you wouldn't have had to get that far because I might have fainted at the sight of blood. So I, I might have been just curled up in the corner, like fainted out. But as they're about to slice him up, they're, I think they're pulling his arm up to put it through the bandsaw. Uh, we get a nice little jump scare when he moves. Yeah, he pulls pulls back. It's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. It, it, just you know, seeing this movie even the second and third time, it it stays exactly as entertaining as it was the first time. I almost brought that up in the beginning. I watched it twice. I did watch it by myself, and I watched it with Lynn, and Lynn enjoyed it, which was great. And I was gonna watch a third time today, and I didn't have time. But it wasn't one of those movies where I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch it one more time." Like that feeling of I just saw it. This was yeah. I, if I'd had time, I would have gladly, um, with a smile, watched it again. You know. So I've heard from other people. I think Aaron even said that this is the first time he had seen it this Christmas, and it's going to be an annual thing for him and his and his uh, wife. And his wife. He did say that uh, Pete loved it. He had never seen it before, and Pete's seen everything. So this is one he hadn't seen. He loved it. Ryan loved it. Um, it, it, it. It's a good movie. Yeah. Everybody needs to check it out. But can I say this? Uh, that damn Piatari is snooping around again, and at this point, that's when uh, the Santa Claus on the table starts sniffing. Feverishly like a Nambla member at a Cub Scout gathering. Oh, nice, dude. <laughs> Dirty. Uh, he did, dude. As soon as uh, Pitari stuck his little head up, uh, Santa Claus on the table, his nose just started flaring up. And that shot was great. That camera work and the way they set that. Well, I think he sniffed originally at the gingerbread that the other. Uh, How creepy was that, with. too? That shot was beautiful. Sh- when Dad hears Pete at the window and turns around to look, you actually see. The Santa on the table right. looked too at the same time. Right. That's what I was trying to set up. The camera's coming from a small window above looking in through the child's point of view. Uh, when the dad turns to look, as soon as the dad's not looking at Santa, Santa Santa's eyes like just opens his eyes. They, and, I, and he's looking well. right at the kid as well. It was really creepy and it was a very well done shot. I love that part. Dude, does the actor portraying that Santa Claus too, man? He was just perfect. Dude, that was that that Santa was hard as nails. I've never seen a Santa harder than that. Dude, that dude was he's he was and you know what? He broke the stereotype of Santa, too. He was a very gaunt old man, um, bony. We're not talking about, like, uh, the cherub-looking, no. uh, rosy-cheeked, uh, plump, if you will, Santa. These no. these guys are stuff straight out of your nightmare. And it's right? it's probably worth mentioning, at this point, Santa's been stripped naked for the butchering, and uh, he's naked through the rip. <laughs> That's when Steve really got into the movie. <laughs> he was naked for a lot of this movie, and uh, jingle balls. Yeah, and he's he's got a scraggly. It's not like a nice white beard. It's like a scraggly, long, disgusting, covered beard. in coal and he's gross. Bald and... on top. He's got a hooked nose. Like a, he's, he's he's got that little paunch to him. Like you know the the skinny his, guy paunch. Yeah, his his, uh, his posture's not good at all. You know, we we just described me. We described me and Santa. Just it's, so you it's, know. Yeah, it's basically, it's, basically, it's basically Steve. It's like skinny and paunchy and ugly. Yeah, <laughs> scraggly posture. beard. Yeah, uh, he looked hard as nails, and I really like the direction they went with uh, with the Santa here. Yeah, man, totally agree. Easily the creepiest, scariest Santa I've seen in any movie that I can remember. But 
when uh, Piatari sees this, he rightfully so takes off running because that's exactly you, what happened. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, Rano, Rano drives after him uh, and leaves Pip to deal with Santa. And uh, at some point, for some reason, uh, Piatari hops into a police vehicle. Right. The cops get involved. <laughs> like, dude, okay, so imagine, like, how weird it is to see anybody around in this uh, desolate location, let alone a, a cop car. Lucky that one like cop car was there. He runs over the hill, and there just happens to be a police officer there on the side of the dirt road. And it seems like at that age, your parents would be your go-to. You wouldn't be running away from you know, your dad's right. trying to, but Especially you know, whatever. a strong dad like that right. who's, who's been taking care of you. Uh, but the police officer decides to drive them to Imo's house, which is uh, Piatari's mulleted best friend, right. who's kind of an asshole. Which we've all been there, right? We've always got that one friend who's kind of an asshole. Well, do you just describe Ryan T. The mulleted best friend who's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ryan. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So anyway, um, that's when we get a a little bit more exposition, which I really think is neat. Um, Some of the tasty details you get to feast on here from the police officer are uh, that all of the potato sacks or potato sacks have been stolen. The potatoes are still there, but the sacks are gone. And and the radiators, right? Everyone's radiator had been All stolen. All the radiators in town had been stolen. The hair dryers were missing, yeah. which Jack Frost is probably uh, has something to do with that. Freaking Jack um, Frost. And so all the kids are missing, but nobody cares about that. Yeah, and no one no one's made mention of that. Um, and even the, even the kid, his buddy, who they just went to visit, is not home. And they asked the dad, gone. and he's like, I, he's, he'll be back. He's out somewhere. So Pete goes up to check on Imo, and he's been replaced by the creepiest little straw doll you've ever seen. Love that. Which is weird because the straw doll was the same type of straw doll that was in Straw Doll that was in the sack at the bottom of the uh, pit at Piatari's house. So he was going to get kidnapped. Right. That was the replacement for the child, right? They were going to take the kid, replace him with this straw, this really cool looking straw uh, mannequin. Right. So, I, dude, I just love the creepy-ass world they're building here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And this is about so, this is about when the movie really... Um, it, it, it's There's a little bit of a slow burn, I'd say, in the beginning. There's some setup, right? you get to got to get to know the, the, the place and the people. And from this point going forward, it's that's when it's in gear. Now you're going to get some fun, right? Oh, yeah, dude. And fun it is. Yep. So you get back to the slaughterhouse. Pip is dealing with Brian. Um, and then that's when the smell of the gingerbread that Pip has eaten gets that old sniffer active again. Right. Um, and as he moves in to kind of hear what the – because the guy says something. The Santa on the table says something. So he kind of leans in to hear what he has to say, and he gets pounced. This is a yep. nice little jump scare again. Yep. And they don't show anything. They really don't show anything. They yeah, just, they cut right from it. Was, they kind of leave you in suspense. Did he kill him? What um, happened What to happened Pip, to him, right? which was fine. I we, liked it. Yep. The gang gets back to see that Pipperin's Pip's ear has been bitten. And, dude, he actually is crying. Did you notice that? I didn't. Yeah, Pip's crying. He's got tears coming out of his eyes. I don't blame him. Probably a that would hurt like a mu- Could you imagine being cold and your ears gone? Oh, that God, sucks. no. Yeah. Uh, so Brian, the Santa Claus, they're calling him Brian, is uh, because I think that was the name on the passport, right? Uh, he's cowering naked in the corner, yeah. which is the creepiest, horrific image, and it's perfect. 
Yeah, it's it's and it's in remember it's in a butcher's place, so you've got the white tiled floor. The setting is very um very it's sterile. creep as creepy as could be. It was a great shot. And naturally, uh it exactly as what happens in real life, the guys do what any guy would do. They poke him with a stick. Yeah, they grab a broom and poke him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what we would do. Like, how how are we going to handle this situation? I don't know. Poke him, po- po- poke him around a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so at this point, while they're trying to deal with Brian DeSanta, uh, Pete is calling literally all of his pr- friends' houses, and he realizes that they've all been kidnapped. None right. of them are at home. Nobody's home. And none of the parents so, cared either. All of the parents that he calls, like, yeah, he'll try again later. He's probably over so so I mean, think about it, though. This is when kids go out. Probably back there, kids are going out to play and doing manly, you know, yeah. tough stuff. It's not like here. No, we did too. No, even when I was a kid, morning to night, when the sun was up, we were gone. And when the sun went down, we came home. But definitely. I don't know, though, because if it's the day before Christmas and everybody's getting robbed too, like every house has been robbed, you might want to know where your kid is at that point. Yeah, but it's not like they have the the means to tell each other that. I mean, true, literally, these true. houses are miles away right, from each right. other. Right, right. So they might not know that everyone else had been robbed as well. It didn't look like there was right. a whole lot of internet, so they're probably not checking up gotcha. on Crime Stoppers yep. and all that stuff. Good call. So, yep. So, um, the men decide to keep Brian hostage until the miners pay for the loss of the herd because now they think he's just one of the miners. Right? Right. And they're going to keep him hostage and make them pay to release him so they get paid back for the loss of their herd. Correct. Um, I kind of liked, too, that he only asked for enough to cover the loss. Like, uh, the one guy saying, uh, you know, this guy could be worth millions or whatever, and uh, I thought it was, it showed a little, like, I don't know, some weird integrity, or uh, it showed something that he only wanted enough to cover what he thought they they were due to him, right? Right. I like that. I don't think the millions comes later. Oh, you're right. They do because once they, they once they find out he's Santa, Santa, they do say he could be worth. But throughout the whole thing, the dad Rauno always stuck to kind of he had some some morals there. Just of like, what's owed, right? This is what they took from us. This is what I want back. Nothing more. And I like that sets up his character too. I like that. And at this point, wow, I'm getting it back. That was weird. Getting what? I was getting my sound back. What Are you, you playing playing games with me, man? No. What do you mean your sound? Are you being naughty? No, not a bit. I just like whatever I was saying. It was coming back through my head. Oh, oh, you mean I got you, I got you, I got you. No, no, I'm yeah. not messing with it. You look good on no. the on the input. Okay. Uh, as Piatari confesses to being naughty outside of the slaughterhouse, you can hear the guys inside, and it sounds like they're kind of like scuffling. Right now, uh, Piatari, he knows this is Santa, or he thinks this is Santa. And at this point, he can, he's confessing to cutting the hole in the fence that he thinks let the wolves out or let Santa out because. He doesn't want to be naughty, right? He's the only one that really right. kind of knows what's going on. Uh, and that's why he he hadn't uh, confessed before because the older mulleted kid had basically threatened him and been like, dude. Like, if you say something, I'm going to kick your ass. And now it's like, well, there's right. he's gone, so I don't right. have to worry about so that. So he finally confesses to cutting the hole in the fence to his dad, trying to um, trying to be good now, right? I don't want to be the naughty one. I don't want Santa to come for yeah, me. I'm right? going to tell you everything, so Which, I'm on the good list. That fits perfectly with the whole, like, Christmas uh theme to the movie of, of, you know, he's trying to get on the nice list. I like that. Yeah. And again, once again, you hear the scuffling of the men with Santa inside the, uh, the slaughterhouse and they're not showing it. And I'm fine with it. I really did yes. not have an issue with that. Right. The mystery was part of the fun in this movie for sure. What is happening? And, right. You know, cause it seemed like whenever they would reveal what happened, it was a lot more fun. Right. 
So they basically all the men tie Brian up, which is even creepier, man. I don't know how they right. went from him just cowering in the corner there to being hanging up in the middle of the slaughterhouse, but that was even better. Yeah, it was. The way he was hanging, um, they had him wrapped up with his arms to his side with a chain wrapped around his chest and um, an arms, so, you know, his arms pinned to his side and then hoisted up onto like a, uh, you know, like you would hoist an engine up on a cherry picker or something. And the yeah. dude is just glaring. He's the Santa. Well, you're calling him Brian, but you know, it's Santa. Uh, what they think is Santa. He's He's got that beard. They don't he's know naked. yet. I think that at this point, that's when Piatari tells right. him, you guys got Santa Claus. Right. And that's when... Um, the walkie-talkie buzzes alive because the creepy guy tries to to reach Mr. Green on him. Right, right, and he looks creepy as hell hanging there. He's just glaring at him, and he's he's gaunt, and is really great. Another great shot. Right. So that's when they realize, like, hey man, we do have Santa. That's what this whole thing has been about. Uh, and they can, we can, like, set this up with the guy and make this drop and get get our money, ransom him back. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, we have Santa. Uh, you want him back, you're going to pay for him. Right. And can I just say that even better is that they put uh, Pip's Santa Claus costume on him, put him in a cage in the bed of a pickup truck, and that's even an even better visual. It looked like the Pope Mobile, right? Like he's standing yeah, in the back so of a pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. And he's not, he's still dirty. You know, it's not, it's not like a cool looking, even with the suit on, he's just creepy as all hell. Like a little cage animal on the back of a Toyota. Yep. And he's still... He, now, they got the kid in uh, in the truck as well, and the Santa is just glaring at that kid. He can't take his eyes off him, and it's... it's he it's wants really that kid. Weird. Yeah, anytime that kid and the Santa are in the same room, it's like laser beam eye focus to the point where it creeped me out of like, damn, this dude is just like focused on that kid. Oh, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Creepy. So, at this point, they meet with the creepy guy on the deserted road. And they demand their $85,000 they want, right? Right, right. and that's, guess, that's probably when I should have brought it up. But even though the other guys are pushing him to ask for more, he's still like, no, bye. Like, no, I just want what what's want. owed me, and that's fair is fair. Right. Billy Jean, right? Fair is fair. Yep. So uh, they roll Santa out, and I don't know how they got him out of the bed of the truck. Could you imagine? Yeah. I mean, because he was up in the truck, and now they're on the ground rolling him over there. Right. But um, the creepy guy just looks amazed, yep. right? Uh, and, but then the amazement turns to they don't even realize what they have here. Right. Because uh, he explains to them, that's not Santa Claus, you idiot. That's one of his elves. Right. And it was a perfect. I thought that Santa elf misdirect worked perfectly. I didn't see it coming. And it, yep. it was Because you, you think, like, this is the movie. That's Santa Claus. Okay. The white beard, uh, right? That's not Santa Claus, you idiot. That's one of his elves. Right. And in the background... It's kind of throws everything you've ever thought of an elf for a loop. Right. And it totally changes the point of the story, right? Like, did they thought an elf? that Like, now you have a question mark. You thought you knew where you were going, and now you don't, right? Yeah. Huge misdirect. And in the... And I wanted just, to bring up, too, real quick. In the background is that big 24 door that, for some reason, I really liked the um, connection. Did you catch it? Yes, dude. It was perfect, right. because that was the door that Piatari on the... Advent calendar had tried to stay away from the entire time right. because he knew that was the date Santa was coming. Right. He taped it closed. He stapled it. And then they cut to the kid and he's standing in front of this huge um, warehouse doors. And hanger, there's a, right? yeah, hanger, sort of hanger. Correct. Correct. And there's a huge two and a four on it, which is exactly like the doors he didn't want to open at home. And it, it like that to me was, I mean, it, 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 how do you explain it? That's like a subtle 
way to put something in the movie that ties something together that I really appreciate. That's really yeah, good. It, like I said, this movie is chugging along, man. This is a quick movie, and I think they did everything except for how fast Piatari. I know I'm going to keep uh, talking about that, but how fast Piatari. Everything else was perfect. Well, I still got one coming up for me that really wrecked it for me. But I did take a cut of the dude talking because this this was in English, and I did I wanted to have at least one cut from the from the movie. So this is him talking to them about the elf in the cage. Okay. Santa is going to find out who is naughty or nice. I like that. Yeah, cool he's got voice, a great right? voice, man. Yeah, that's that gravelly. He probably, you think he's screaming into a pillow, smoking like <laughs> smoking. two packs of cigarettes. Yeah, and basically the rest of the whole movie sounds like this. That's the whole rest of the dialogue. <laughs> oh, here, if you're going to mute to cough, I'll just play this on the mute. So really muting isn't going to do much. <laughs> I know every time I mute it, you just play it I'll in. I'll play it in. Son of a bitch, yeah. just random coughs. Um... But it's a great mystery. But, it, it, this is really John, good. It's completely dude, it's perfect. Yeah. Right. Then the helicopter pilot just disappears. He's ripped out of the scene, and hundreds—I'd say hundreds, maybe dozens. What would you call it? Yeah, dozens. I'd say dozens for sure. Dozens I, I, it's of, supposed to be hundreds, but you get a good shot of dozens of them coming out. Just imagine uh, dozens of naked Santa Clauses coming out of the woodwork. Right, which they're elves, but they all look like a skinny, nasty, white-bearded Santa. Just like they're yeah, all naked. Discount mall Santa Claus. <laughs> like uh, like a homeless Santa. <laughs> like a big lot Santa Claus. Right. right. And they're just, they're creeping from the dark. Because the, the hangar they're in front of is lit up by these um, overhead lights, like stadium lighting. And they're coming from the darkness in the snow and the woods into the area. And it's just these old, naked men. And I think that was like the only comment I had from Lynn was like, why do they have to be naked? Like, that was the only comment she made through the whole movie. But these that old, is true. naked dudes. I mean, they probably could have just had some sort of like elf costume on. No, I think it adds to the total creepiness. Do you think, were they buried with Santa? Or no. Were they, they, because he was now released. Yes. That's They're how coming I took to it. the area because they know yes. the dad's back. That's how I took it. I took it as, as well, see, we don't want to give too much away yet, but yeah. They, they, I took that as the elves have always been there, and that's why they're all old and scraggly, but now that Santa's back, they're coming back too. <clears throat> gotcha. Okay. Um, creepy guy gets a pickaxe right to the brain housing group. Yeah. Um, and the elves move in, so um, that's when the men retreat, and what... The, the only area they can go to, the only place they can flee to, is what's behind door number 24. Right. They go into the hangar. They have to see what's inside of there. Right. Um, and basically, it's Krampus. Yes. Or Santa. An enormous Krampus. So you don't, think, you don't think that's supposed to be like a Santa-Krampus hybrid? Is that supposed to be both of them, kind of, or the spirit I of? I think, for the sake of... It's what we know to be Krampus, because... But to them is also Santa. Got it. Okay. Because, I mean, the huge horns coming out of the ice, we never get to see him. Right. But basically, he's still encased in the ice, and they have all the radiators and the ovens in town in this warehouse trying to thaw the ice to let Krampus out. Right. right? It's a big melting ice block with humongous horns protruding. Um, Santa's still in ice, or Krampus is still in ice, and uh, I didn't mind that they didn't show him because I, I was worried that it would be 
Um, you know how some of the trolls in Lack Troll Hunter, Hunter were, were hokey? Some were good, but some weren't. I was worried that the realism in this movie was good so far, and I was a little worried it would get hokey if Santa was like a CGI blob of fur or something, like a big furry. Right, just stupid and right. silly. Looking. So I was okay with the mysterious block with the horns. I thought it looked hard as nails, and it was... I guess my own... And this is a, a small gripe of the movie. I did have a small gripe here, is that the guy... They, they choose to meet at the place where Santa really was, but the guy didn't know that they didn't have Santa. You know what I'm saying? Like they brought the elf who he thought he originally was Santa. Anyway. And Hey, guess what? We met at the spot where, of where the, they had taken him. Like that was a little, um, convenient, let's say. Right. Right. But, but it didn't really matter. That one didn't really get to me. Can I just say though, that the image of, you know, a ton of little kids in potato sacks writhing around right. on the floor right. is horrific. Dude. Yes, yes, that was so. Yeah, that's it. Also, so they have a bunch of. I can ima- I can't imagine what it would be like to watch this movie as a child. Very spooky, dude. Yeah. So yeah, the Santa's in the middle, the furnaces are all around, and there's also a huge writhing mess of potato sacks where all the kids from the town have been taken, and they're they're there waiting. Santa's waiting to. For waiting for Santa's punishment, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess right. so. As soon as she gets thawed out, some butts are going to be spanked. Right. I want some butts. That's- oh, I wish I had that handy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Krampus is talking about. He wants some butts. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Imo gets rescued by, I don't know, all the kids are rescued. At this point, they're starting to be released from the sacks. And they're, they're knocking over the furnaces, uh, right? They're, they're trying to stop. They're barricading the doors. They're preparing to, um, they're struggling to turn the heaters off to so make sure the Krampus stays uh, frozen. Right. Uh, at this point, the ice is cracking, so the tension is building. This is going to happen, right? And We're it's also very reminiscent of a zombie um, flick where the, the the all the elves are trying to get through the doors and windows, and they're barricading, trying to keep them out. So you have yeah, you have um, suspense on the inside with Santa thawing, and on the outside with the elves trying to come in. And I thought that was fun. So then, what they figure out is um, that it's the 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 children that um, draw the attention of the elves or the Santas, right? right? The, the, we're just calling them elves. They now. are elves here. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's children and gingerbread. So what they're going to do is they're going to take the kids somewhere else to get the, the elves away from Krampus. Right. And this was, all, this was all made up by, the, by uh, Pete, like the, the youngest kid. He, he has the plan. He figures it out. He's he, got it all figured out. Right. And they make it happen exceptionally fast. Because Pip basically uses gingerbread to clear a path to the helicopter that I guess now I think they they mentioned it earlier in the movie that something about Pip with the the helicopter they did and I caught that as well in the original scene with the reindeer corral they had asked where the chopper was and they said Pip couldn't get it started which I guess is the little tip off to you that he can drive a chopper but you know I'll let it pass but it was a little hokey dude right so now. Um, Pip's going to fly the helicopter, which, why how, Why do they have the big doors at the top of the hangar? Yeah. Do you know? No. Because basically, uh, they put all the kids back in the sacks, they load them into a large net, and then that is lifted out of the hangar by the helicopter. Right. And then the most dangerous thing a child can do is fly unsecured, hanging onto a net. Yeah, and this this is my this is the part of the movie that I didn't like. This really threw me. Um, it didn't match the tone of the movie to me, and it, it took me out of the movie. Uh, nothing well, when, about when it was good night good to me. Pete is flying on the uh, net. 
Oh, that too. Okay, he turns into like some type of Captain Jack Sparrow where he's like swashbuckling on this net through the sky. It didn't look real. Um, not only that, at this point, the kids are basically... Dude, the, the physics were all off on that uh, too, very right? off, Sorry very to off. interrupt you. No, it's okay. Go ahead. The physics were off. It was very CGI'd in. It, was, it didn't look good. Um, also, at this point, I don't worry about the kids anymore. They're almost a prop. Like, these are supposed to be live children stacked on each other in a bag in a Did net. Did you know they'd be, like, suffocating? They would, they'd Horrible. be crushing their larynx, right. larynx and their right. chest would be crushed. And- right. And the dad stuffed his own kid back in a sack and put him in the net. Um, this, this was my big gripe of the film. I didn't like the chopper scene at all. I didn't like the. There, I think there's better ways to to make this scene happen. I don't know off the top of my head, but I thought that the movie, even though it's it's a, it's about a fantastical subject, the people were grounded. The people were normal people. They were reacting right. how me. That's what makes react. the fantastical more fantastic, right. is because it's based in in a gritty reality. Right, right. And all of a sudden now, this kid is swishing through the air on the net of a helicopter. And not that, only like, just like holding on for dear life, but he's like, yeah, we're doing it. It looked like the pod racing from Star Wars all of a sudden, like the choppers <laughs> flying all around. Um, it really took me out of the movie. And yeah, it was weird because like the sack was like floating in front of the helicopter when it should yep. have been back. I mean, just the physics did not look great with that. And that's when they started CGI and in all the Santas, too. Or, I'm sorry, all the elves. And that didn't look good either. And I was okay. The elves in the snow running for the chopper I thought was kind of creepy. And I I mean, it was, I didn't have a bi- as big a deal with that as I did with this dad letting his kid. I'm like, why not get in the chopper? Even that, it doesn't matter. Because the scene itself, that this was, a, a, a for me, a poor part of the movie. It was poorly written. And I, I just wish they would have done it a little bit more... Um, a little smarter, I think, on this scene. It would have been neater if, like, they'd, like, put all the kids in, like, say, a school bus. Like a small sure. little bus. Sure, And then they fly the bus there. Or, or, or just, or drove, or maybe Not having kids it. piled up on top of each other in potato sacks in a large net. Right. Because you know half those kids wouldn't survive that. And not only that, now I'm not even thinking of them as kids. They're basically a prop. Right. It's not yeah. even. And I, what you just said is perfect. How about one of the construction vehicles? Hey, maybe an, uh, an 18 montage armor it up a little bit. Right. And then drive it out through the through the elves and lead yeah. them. Um, yeah. Something. While you're having the kids throwing gingerbread out the back. Something other than that, I really would have enjoyed more. That's and that's my one big one for the movie. But I will say the elves, uh, I didn't like the CGI too much, but it is beautiful and horrific at the same time. Yes. I was OK with the elves in the snow because the elves are, are chasing uh, I guess they can also now run at like helicopter speed because the elves are right under the chopper chasing the chopper. The whole way. From the, the hangar all the way to the pin. Right. The electrified pin. Right. So um, as the kids are being slowly dropped into the pin with, with Pete, uh, in slow motion, all the elves are moving in to attack him. Uh-huh. Because now they just don't capture you in the sacks and take you back to Krampus. Now they're going to kill you. And this this was unnecessary... Um, uh, suspense for me as well because why can't you just land and pick up the kid with you or why couldn't you ride it in the chopper like there's so many other ways in that situation you could have handled it that I I wasn't buying the the kid was gonna um, get hurt suffer I it just it didn't I wasn't worried at that point you know but while this whole thing has been going on the men have been drilling holes into the Krampus and placing dynamite into it. Um, it cuts to the hangar quickly, and it explodes in an enormous fireball, which instantly stops the L's, uh, their murderous rampage. I I liked the explosion. I thought it was a great explosion, a really good 
Um, it looked practical to me. I think they really blew something up. I liked yeah, it. Um, I thought Santa's horns reminded me of like the brontosaurus bones on the Flintstones car. You know, like the, yeah, horn, yeah. Yeah, the horns like on the car in the back of the chair. They were they, enormous, dude. Right. They did cut off Santa's horns before they blew him up and it took him, apparently, I would guess, to sell them or as proof that, that Santa was in there. Um, and he's driving away. He's in the back of the truck with the horns watching the explosion and you get a really yep. good um, compression on his face and his hat blows off and the lighting is really nice and they really turned it around because uh, I was kind of aggravated from the, the um, chopper scene. This really turned it back around. I was like, that was awesome. And I yeah. thought it was cool though uh, that once that happens and now that the elves are not murderous anymore, where are they at? They're in the reindeer they're, corral. <laughs> they're in the reindeer pen, so now they're their new livestock. Right, right. And I, I put that down too. So basically they, they become uh, human traffickers now. That's, so that's, that's, how yeah. we go. that's how we go with it. <laughs> So another great twist on this whole thing, uh, they realize now they have 198 Santa Clauses. Right. Uh, what's that worth? Around what I think they came up with 16.8 million plus 22% VAT. Right. Some, some and I did write, what the hell is VAT? And you explained it to me, so thank you. Yep. Um, so in a very entertaining twist, uh, I guess... <sighs> now you do get a montage. You get a montage, but a noticeable change in the tone of the movie, too, right? Right. Uh, they begin to train them in anticipation of the coming Christmas. Right. They shower them. They clean them up. Um, they, they start teaching them how to— Which I don't know if to... you noticed this or not. Uh, some of the pictures that Aaron was sending me, uh, in the shower, a lot of the uh, Santa— or from elves now to traditional Santa Clauses, they had, like, flesh-colored underpants on. I didn't. I, I thought they were naked. No, they, they had like flesh-colored underpants. So some of them had their wangs out and others did not. Weird. Yeah, it was a pretty quick cut. Uh, yeah, I'm sure like, hey, man, I'll be in your movie as a Santa, but I ain't showing my junk. Right. right. All right, we got these flesh panties for you. Right. Um, it's a creepy shot. It's some, you know, them showering some old dudes, like scrugging them down like down a car. Like brooms and yeah. stuff. And then they, they, uh, then they have a scene of, uh, showing them how to, you know, put a child on your lap and treat them nicely instead of meanly, and it's a little Did montage. The one try, like, I may just be imagining this. Did the one like try and bite one of the kids or something, or like pull the head off the doll? And they were like, no, no, no. Um, I, I think he was trying to get the doll instead of taking care of the kid. I don't think it was um, mean to the kid. It was more not focusing on the kid. Is how it's right because they weren't gotcha. evil at this point. They were just empty. Dumb. You know, numb. Right. The drones. Um, they're just kind of yeah. And you're right about the tone here and the ending. I thought it was a goofy ending, but it was fun, you know, so I was kind of okay with it. I well, thought that's it, where you get the name of the movie. They're right, the, the rare, rare exports, exports right. now. Yeah, now they're, they're you know, like who's buying the humans and uh, who's, oh, who's okay to get a human in a crate, but, you know, somebody obviously is, right? Yeah, but that's just all the, right. the silliness of it. Right, and that was okay. I didn't have a problem with that. I thought that was a cool... Um, Plus it kind of explains, like, you know, where, where does the uh, mall Santas come from? Ex- well, exactly. they come from Finland. Exactly. Um I thought it was an original idea that was executed well, especially at the end there, uh, except for the chopper scene. I kind of, in my head, I was thinking that once they killed uh, Santa, that maybe all the elves would turn into those straw dolls. I thought that would be cool too. Like they all just dropped into straw dolls or something weird would happen to them. I didn't see this coming at all. And it's one of those endings where you almost have to bark out a laugh. It's like so unexpected, right? Like, yeah, oh, dude, like, it's okay. so amusing. <laughs> like, all right, man. you know, it's kind of crazy. So, um, I thought it was neat too. They're awarded their Santa hat when they've done well. <laughs> like they graduated to Santa, right? <laughs> right? Their diploma. And yeah, and then you get that montage and a shot of them creating 
beating up these old dudes into crates. They're literally packing them into large wooden right. crates. It looks like the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? With the Ark. They got a big yep. warehouse full of crates and they're shipping these Santas all over the world. And uh, that was the end of the movie. And I, I thought it was very original and uh, really cool, Terrific. man. Just really cool. I'm really glad you guys enjoyed that, man. Mm. Cause could you imagine that's like one of my flick picks and you're like, all right, we'll check one of these flick picks out. And it was awful. And they're like, oh. <laughs> ah, to each his own, man. I mean, you got to try, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, that's cool. Man. Sorry. We didn't have this out uh, a little closer to Christmas gang. But like ah. I said, we're really stepping out of our comfort zone. We're going to have some fun stuff, some not some fun stuff. We're going to be jumping on some grenades for Schlockernauts yeah. Yeah. this year. It's going to be good. Yep. And my last note of the whole show is there was a lot more man wiener than your classic holiday fairy tale in this, in this, in this movie. That was my last note. You got, you got all sorts of summer sausages there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheese and crackers. All right, let me skip. Uh, you got anything else or we, we get heading into I it? I don't, man. All right, so go. check this and I got something else for you, okay? Hold on. I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. So that's a new cut I took for from one of my like movies. It. Okay, but I received this after the fact, and I I wanted to play this too, and I maybe I'll start using this one. Good news is that movie was over. Bad news is I got to listen to Doc and Steve talk to, about it for two and a half hours. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> both both good. <laughs> I liked them both. What is he talking about though? He's talking about. Rare Exports. See, the funny thing is, I thought he was talking about um, Jack Frost, right? Because you know that movie isn't as fun as some of the other movies we've no done, way. right? Good news is the movie's over. Bad news is now I gotta suffer through this horse. <laughs> Dude, you know what? You know what it was though, and we gotta talk to Pete about this. I think that was for Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Pete didn't enjoy that movie. He didn't what? like it. Yeah, and we gotta get with him. Yeah, on you that. know what? I mean, okay, I, I'm not shocked this, that Pete did not like Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked. That Pete didn't like Hard Ticket to Hawaii because Pete likes everything. It, it's, <laughs> it's just kind of weird, right? Uh, it surprised me too. And I'm, I think he sent that to me before we released Jack Frost. And that's why I'm making that assumption. So I want to uh, w- let's get with Pete uh, sometime soon and, and make sure that that was about Hard Ticket. Let me hear that one brain. more time, dude. That's just funny. Okay. Good news is that movie was over. Bad news is I got to listen to Doc and Steve talk to, about it for two and a half hours. Yay. <laughs> I might have to use that hey, as our segment hey, bumper, dude. <laughs> yeah. Pete, Pete had three weeks off from us, right? Right. So there you go. Uh, thanks, Pete. That was a good one, man. Thank you, buddy. All right. What's your good news, Doc? Uh, I think the good news is this movie had atmosphere, it had tone, it had cinematography, music, and acting just all nailed perfectly, man. Now, we've talked about it before. I don't speak Finnish, so I don't know if they're acting uh, well at all, but right. through my English blinders, I thought they did a perfect job, man. That's always the case with uh, subtitles, right? You're giving the actor the benefit that he's delivering. At, you know, it's not like some kid talking horribly and not delivering properly, right? I, I think this is just a genre holiday classic. I'd love to see more from everybody involved in this movie, yeah. and it's just a really fun film. Agreed. So. Agreed. Uh, my good was the elves. Um, whether you want to call it Santa or the elves, I that was the creepiest, by far, uh, most menacing Santa staring at that kid all the time was just worked perfectly i think it is also the perfect halloween costume for you this year yeah i'm halfway there man some few more gray hairs dude i'm <laughs> just we can just antique the shit out of you i'll just yeah. uh pour a bunch of baby powder into your beard yeah and it's your a, bullet it's, it's unfortunate that that's true but yeah <laughs> all right what's the bad news i'd say the bad news is uh just the large gaps in logic the kid figures everything out right. in a very short span of time 
no real explanation of how he gets from point A to point B. Uh, I'm sure it was for the sake of the brevity, but I still um, I didn't like that at all. Right, and uh, it didn't bother me, but I can definitely see your point, and you already know mine. The helicopter yeah, scene, the helicopter just, scene, that took me out of the movie completely. I could have done without it altogether. Um, I wish they had done something different there. They could have done something completely different, and it would all blended and made sense and fit into that world. Right, right. All right, yep. you got you got a schlock star rating for me. I'm going to give you 20 out of 25 exhibitionist Santas. Out of 12 Days of Krampus. Exhibitionists, the naked Santas. <laughs> like, hey, check this out. Helicopters. All right. Uh, I give it one big-ass Santa. Just one. That's all one it really big was. One big-ass Santa. Yeah. Did you get a life lesson out of this? I did never trust a naked Santa, no matter how much he begs you to sit on his lap. Just <laughs> don't do it. You know what, man? That's not bad. <laughs> That's pretty good. Don't you lesson. do that. I learned, uh, I learned that elves aren't circumcised. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I debated writing that. <laughs> you gotta have that little extra skin on there to keep him warm. <laughs> His little turtleneck. <laughs> Schlocker Not Protocol requires a quiz off. May the best human moron win. All right, go for it. All right, you go first. Okay. At what age did you start having doubts about Santa? 12. Really? You went pretty long. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mine was, I think, about seven or eight. Between second and third grade is when my when my uh, doubt kicked in, you know, it's probably, it probably is regional too, like the school you go to and um, the kids I just you never want to stop believing, man. Cause once you stop believing, then that's when the presents dry up. I like it, man. Good. All right. What you got? <laughs> All right. Uh, if you were one of Santa's elves, what would your nickname be? Ooh, do you have one for me? Did you already pick one? <laughs> I've got a couple. Uh, I bet you do too. You give me yours and I'll think on that while you tell me. Ginger. Ah. Firebox. <laughs> Schlumpy. Can it's I foster, man? Can I stick with the uh, with the one that I had for the last show? Old spaghetti legs. <laughs> <laughs> I like schlumpy. Schlumpy's not schlumpy. bad. You know, Michael made fun of my legs the other day. He said my legs looked like. What did he tell me? He said it looked like SpongeBob's legs or something. <laughs> and I looked at him. I looked at his legs and I was like, "Hey, buddy, uh, yeah, you, you know where your jeans came from? I wouldn't be making too much fun, but." <laughs> It's no, great the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree either, kids. No. You, and my, you, you and my kid are jerks. All right. I got uh, Can I tell you I have a couple for myself? Yes, please. I'd be surly. Surly, I like. Paunchy. No farty? You're not going to throw farty in there? <laughs> oh, shardy. Yeah, you're shardy the dwarf. Shardy, shardy the elf? <laughs> it's not a fart if it's wet. <laughs> shardy the elf is you, dude. All right. Uh, whose turn is it? Is it me? Yep. All right. Uh, what was your favorite childhood Christmas um, special? The shows they used to put on TV. Oh man, the old Rankin and Bass. Yep. Uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, without a doubt. Wait, which one though? The one with the uh, the Isle of Misfit toys or the Baby New Year one? Because there's more than one Rudolph. No, one. the one with the, the original one where I'm gonna be a dentist. That's um. Uh, that one had the uh, what's the elf's name in there? The blonde elf, right? That's one that has the island. Yeah, that's the one who toys. wants to be a dentist. Harvey Harvey wants to be a dentist. Was that wasn't that a uh, no? So that wasn't Baby New Year, right? That was a Santa uh, one. I, and that one had the abominable snowman too, right? Like the mm-hmm. uh, and stop Yukon Cornelius. Yes, Yukon Cornelius. Right. Nothing. I wrote that down too, but I also liked the year without a Santa Claus with a heat miser and cold miser. Do you remember that one? I'm sure if I saw it, I would remember it. You're in luck. It's streaming on Amazon. So really? check it out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and, and, it is January 9th. So. 
<laughs> that, uh, but I also wrote down the one you said too. I put it as the Rudolph with the Isle of Misfit toys because I couldn't remember the real name of it. So that was good. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, man. Ranking and Bass. Good stuff, man. They all did right. the uh, Mad Monster Party. They did all sorts of cool stuff. Good, good shows. All right, hit me up. Um, do you think this film could have been done with a PG-13 rating? Um, it, yeah, it could have, but it would not have appealed to me as much, for sure. Because they would have had to uh, left out all the wieners? Because that's the only thing I could think of that gave this movie the R rating. But it sure adds a, 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 it adds to the tone, though. It really puts that creepiness. It's the only comment Lynn made in the whole you movie. You think like maybe like five or ten less dicks would have brought it down to a PG-13? Like... Like, say you say fuck too many times and you get the R. Like, listen, man, we'll give you two or three pieces of genitalia in this movie, but not 12 of them. Nah, man, I need, I need the wiener in this movie. <laughs> it, it adds it adds to the overall, like, once you see that, you're watching a Santa movie. Once you see an old man's dong, you're like, what am I watching? It really, it really kicks it into gear for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, is that my turn? <laughs> Yes. Oh man, this is a twofer because I thought of one later, but and it ties in the beginning of the show. But um, was there any females in this movie? No. I think I might have saw one when they were originally showing the reindeer corral, maybe. No. But other than that, I don't think there was. But that that was an I had canceled and it, I brought it back because you brought it up in the beginning. I changed it to uh, how quick would me and you fall apart if we had to live in the snow like that? Like oh, dude, a month. We- done I'd be, I'd be calling nick to come be my neighbor right like, we'd be done help. real quick right? <laughs> I can't, can't get my car started i can't butcher a pig i can't right. like the roast would be just perfectly roasted i got that my foot in a, i got my foot on a punch of steak nick <laughs> get over here <laughs> help. help us all right all right good yep. to know it's not just me go for it how awful were my attempts at pronouncing finnish names you better than mine i've I made nicknames so I didn't have to uh, approach it. So you, I, to do it. you tried. I give it to you. All right. Are we both doing would you rather? I'm going to do an offhanded compliment. Go for it. You're like a match, small and fiery and red. <laughs> oh, dude. I don't have red hair, man. I got a red beard. There's a difference, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, though. Uh, I got a would you rather. All right. Would you rather wash all, the, all those elves or spend one day in a nudist colony? Mm, wash the elves. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. What's that say about us? <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> First off, like you always thought as like a kid, like getting to a nude beach or a nudist colony, seeing all those hot chicks. It's never nah, worked nah, out nah. that way. Yeah, that, that ain't the type of people trying to go there. <laughs> just like people with, just look like they sat down in bubble gum and. That's funny because I was I was already I was ready to debate that with you because I was assuming most people would go. I don't want to wash these old naked dudes all day because that's gross. I'd rather just be naked for a day, which I I wouldn't. I ain't <laughs> that, touching with my hands. I got a brush and a pressure washer. That's the way I'm looking at it too, man. I couldn't imagine like going to a snack bar and getting food while I'm standing there naked and sitting and <laughs> eating around people naked. Like no way, dude. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I have a would you rather as well. So hit me, hit me. Would you rather be a giver or receiver <laughs> of Christmas oh, presents? Uh, that is a loaded question, buddy. <laughs> I think no matter what, giver is probably the way to go, Hello? wherever you go with that. What happened? To what? Hello? You having bad audio? I think so. You're back. You sound good. Go. Probably just Skype, man. 
All right. Uh, uh, where are we at? Schlock or not? Um, did we do a mission statement? Did we get one from anybody? Uh, we did not, but we're also not there yet. Okay. Go so Schlock we're or doing not. Schlock or not? Yeah. Uh, this is not, and it's really not Schlock, man. It's I really agree. good. Yeah, it's just a good movie, and uh, it's it's an excellent for something different for Christmas. It's not the same old, same old. Um, yeah, I so, can't recommend it enough, man. Right, real fun. Do you got a flick pick, too? Um, let's see. I was going to say Home Alone when we were going to have this out uh, before like New Year's, because I thought, you know, you're normally the one who does the kid-friendly stuff right. and the family picks and that, but I just think the, like Home Alone is like, it's an Americana pie, you know what I'm saying? It's perfect for the holidays. I haven't seen um, it in a long time, man. I got I to gotta watch that. It doesn't hold up at all. I mean, it literally, it's like, it's an hour and a half of uh, whatever that kid's name, Kevin. Macaulay. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Doing some stuff with literally the, the home invasion, which is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fun home invasion by uh, the two uh, burglars only takes about 15 minutes. I will say this: uh, My son was completely bored with it until the the home invasion started, and he was smitten with that I movie. See, I could totally see that. Yep, he loved it. He was laughing his ass off. He was just totally enjoying it. Okay, but since it's this is going to come out way after New Year's, I want to tell everybody to watch the Autopsy of Jane Doe. It's a really great one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too, man. That's super <laughs> slick, man. So okay. I also have a twofer for you. How about that? Cool. So, uh, first one is a Christmas movie, 2005's Just Friends. You've seen it, right? Nope. Okay, 2005. Is that the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds? Yes, it is. Where he used to be like the fat schlub? Yes. Okay, I, I watched that one recently. I did enjoy that one. Okay, so it's a good Christmas rom-com. Um, my wife likes it, and even my parents liked it. They were over here when, when we watched it. Uh, and But the main thing I got out of it this watch was that I could see the early makings of Deadpool in that in his character. And once you've seen Deadpool, if you go back and watch Just Friends, oh, yeah, man. you can He's totally see just, yeah, the, just quick, the quips the quick quips and all that shit that he had going on. Yep. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Anna Faris, Amy Smart, Chris Klein, Julie Haggerty from Anna Airplane. Anna Faris' character is hilarious awesome. in that, too, because totally she's such awesome. a dits. Yep. And I like Amy Smart as an actress. I think she's really mm-hmm. good. So uh, Chris Klein killed it. Uh, Again, Julie Haggerty from Airplane, which I haven't seen in a long time. She's the I mom. No, she's the mom. His mom, yep, right? Yep, yep. A uh, good movie. It's streaming right now, Just Friends. Um, and then this was the actual one. Uh, and <laughs> you'll probably notice that I've been avoiding talking about this with you. But 2015's A Christmas Horror Story is on Netflix right now. This was going to be my Christmas. Uh, you know, like you said, you were going to do one around the holidays. This really surprised me. I went Shockingly into it. Good. It. I thought it was going to be like a. Uh, a Sharknado-esque TV made for a movie TV that Netflix had just thrown on there. And I actually got some scares out of it and it was a kind of that whole, that cool one story. Little, uh, it's an anthology movie. Yep. That one about the kid that yep. gets lost in the woods, man. Wow. Yeah. The, the teenagers that are down in the, uh, that are down yes. in, the, in the this creepy like hospital area, mm-hmm. uh, really. And my wife liked it a lot too. Really surprised me on how good that was. And you've brought it up once or twice since then. And every time you have, I've just been like, oh yeah, yeah, I saw it. Like I didn't want to explain it at all because I was like wanted to bring it up on the show. So I was kind of avoiding talking about it with so you. So I talked to you into watching another one, and you liked it, and you just wouldn't tell me. Yep, I'll save well, you. And I now. guess I guess now I have to watch Journey to the West. No, now I don't want you to watch it because if, if too much buildup, you know what I mean? Like, now you're forced to watch it. If you're forced to watch it, you're not going to like it. So now I just avoid it completely. <laughs> All right. I'm going to watch it in spite of you. All right, man. So 
here's here's where we're going to kick off the new year. Okay, we're doing we're we're t- we're taking a jumping on the grenade on this one. We're going to start the new year. We want to make a point to really get outside our comfort zone. A lot of the movies we did last year was something that Doc had seen or a movie I really liked, something we were comfortable talking about or we had some history on. We're going to open up next year with a movie that I found when I was cleaning out my DVD case that Javier bought me as a gag, 2001 Glitter, starring Mariah Carey. Uh, is it really 2001? 2001. Oh, God. It's going to... It's going to challenge us to really do something that we know nothing about. And it'll challenge our (laughs) listeners, too, because are they just going to listen to us talk about movies that we all love and enjoy? Right. Or can we really all break through this glass ceiling? Right, right. right. And go somewhere where we've never been before, just for the love of film itself. Right. And we've... Before we even started recording the show, me and Doc have always been committed to going into everything with the best of intentions. We don't like to poop on people. Uh, we don't like to be negative about movies. We're going to do our damnedest to find the silver lining on Mariah Carey's glitter. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, um, we, we just okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna go out of our way to to make ourselves like this movie. Oh no, we're just gonna come at it in open minded haters. Right? We're gonna come we're in open minded. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to see, you know, see what the, all the hype's about. <laughs> all right. um, or non-hype, because I'm non-hype, pretty sure right. this movie's a huge turd that nobody likes. Right, right, right. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that she even says she disowns this movie. She disavows the movie She did, itself, yeah. So. She's been on uh, on talk shows talking about it's you know, like one of the worst things in her whole career, and she regrets it more than anything else. And uh, it'll be fun to see why, I think, right? I just hope my voice is back, back, uh, back in service so I can hit those high notes that she does. Are you going to move your hand up and down when you when – you, do them so mm, mm. <laughs> my head's shaking right now i don't even know <coughs> like that that's what your voice is going to be about oh i heard you mute me there i should have played it again <laughs> just hearing myself cough it's like a uh, just a twitch i just do it in real life could you pull off one of these <coughs> with your current uh, throat you couldn't pull that off right no, now <laughs> oh god that made my- <laughs> it hurts just hearing it <laughs> uh, right, uh, and let me throw in there before we wrap up we're still planning on our questions and answer show if you got any questions you have about the show about me doc the way we do things uh send them in i'll take them in any format and forward them to sledge yep. and he will host us up a a fun one coming up here soon Pretty cool uh go ahead and thank some people and i'll play us out doc well, thank Will, Aaron at Winter Solstice Tattoo, Jeff and Christine, Dave, Gene, Sledge, Pete, our Patreon followers, especially Ryan, uh, Steve. It, I want to thank you, and I want to thank our Twitter followers at KMA underscore 357, at Angus Combe, and at The Gravity Beard. See nice, you guys man. next year. Of course, that was before the next year had already started, <laughs> so see you this year. And I apologize. We definitely do not like to get off schedule this is a huge disappointment for this to be late. Uh, we will make it up to you in every way imaginable. Absolutely. Uh, take care, guys. Take care. Thanks for that, Doc. You can contact us at schlockernot at gmail.com. You can visit the website, steve52.com, for our Facebook, Twitter links. Uh, best way to support the show is become a Patreon. That's at patreon.com, or just go to my website, and there's a button on the bottom there. You can uh, support us for as little as $1 a month. Amazing. Uh, shirts are available. And always just tell a friend about the show. Call us at the Schlock line, 209-STEVE52. And uh, it's the new year. We're going to have some fun. Just uh, let's remember to be excellent to each other. Be excellent to
It's January. It's January. 9th. We can't play that as an outro. Here, here's January ninth. For God's sakes, we're recording this. Here's a better outro. But then he gets his son's voiceover, like, "Don't, don't throw away the emotes, Papa. <laughs> I make those just for you, and you're making me sad." Goodbye, Mama. Now you can have ice cream in heaven. <laughs>